The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, Is a lamp brought into a pla- and placed under a bushel basket or under a bed and not be placed on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden except to be made visible. Nothing is secret except to come to light. Anyone who has ears to hear ought to hear. He also told them, Take care what you hear. The measure with which you measure will be measured out to you, and still more will be given to you. To the one who has, more will be given. From the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. In our first reading, um, we've missed a couple things over the last few days in 2 Samuel. Uh, And this is the important part about David thinking that he wants to build the permanent house for God. And God's saying, well, who are you? I I never wanted a house. uh, And who are you to go build this for me? And God says to David, I'll raise up an heir of yours. I'll be his father and he'll be my son. He will build my house. Of course, we know that to be the church today and Jesus building this house for God. And so that's, that's the story of uh, what we missed and what we see today. David being thankful for that and wanting a blessing for that as we go forward. Now, I want to connect that back to the light under the bushel basket, which is in our gospel reading. Um, to do that... I want to go back to um, something that happened 60 years ago this last Christmas Day, December 25th, 1961. That's when, uh, at the time, Pope John XXIII issued a decree which would eventually start the process of Vatican II, which started in 1962. So he issued a decree on Jesus' birthday... December 25th, 60 years ago. Um, There's a paragraph I want to read because I think it has a lot to do to help us understand this light under a bushel basket. Uh, And these were the reasons that uh, Pope John at the time, St. John the 23rd now as we know him, um, I think he's zeroing in on why he did this. He says, Today, the church is witnessing a crisis underway within society. While humanity is on the edge of a new era, tasks of immense gravity and amplitude await the church as in the most tragic periods of its history. It is a question, in fact, of bringing the modern world into contact with the vivifying and parental energies of the gospel a world which exalts itself with its conquests in technical and scientific fields, but which brings also the consequences of a temporal order which many have wished to reorganize, excluding God. This is why modern society is earmarked by a great material progress to which there is not a corresponding advance in the moral field. 
There is a weakening in the aspiration toward the values of the spirit, an urge for the almost exclusive search for earthly pleasures, which technology places with such ease within the reach of all. There is a completely new and disconcerting fact, the existence of a militant atheism which is active on a world level. Pretty sobering words, considering that was 60 years ago. Well, you're thinking, how am I going to get to the light under the bushel basket? Um, you know, I thought about the changes that Vatican II made for many of you. That's 60 years ago. I've been in the church for 30 years, so I didn't really see a lot of those changes. I wasn't even aware of them. But change is really hard. And I see even the effects today of, of you know, my brothers and sisters who are, you know, seeing the changes in their, their thriving or wanting uh, things of the past. And it occurs to me as a convert that if Pope John XXIII at that time, and if all those bishops and all the laity who underwent all those changes, if they hadn't have done that, would I be Catholic today? This is really a thank you for all the, for really on behalf of all the converts who have come to see the vivid energies of the gospel in this Catholic Church. So there's a big thank you there because those changes allowed many of us to come to where we're now very happy and, and the journey that we're on now. So that sacrifice that many of you made, your parents made, are very much appreciated. Um, that, that one line, which I think is really important, um, the vivifying and perennial energies of the gospel, making them more vivid. That's really the light that we're talking about. The light of the Catholic Church making it more visible because of the energies of the Gospels, not so much the things that we do as Catholics, but those things are propelled by these energies of the Gospels. That's what I was looking for. I wasn't looking for the Catholic Church. I was looking for something about the energies of the Gospels, and I found it here. That's the important aspect. We are a church, a pilgrim church, going out to the world. Jesus said, proclaim to the nations. I also think about Jesus becoming, who was rich, became poor. And in many cases, I think again, the changes that the church underwent with Vatican II, it was rich and became a little bit poorer 
to bring in the rest of the world so that they could see what's going on. Well, that's the bushel basket. It isn't changing really what we believe, but it's vivifying. It's making it more vivid for the rest of the world to understand. Now, why I think that's really important is that whole message of keeping the light burning and not putting it under the bushel basket. We start off on another process uh, with this synod in, of synodality. Uh, I was talking to Michael Sanum this week, and there's a number of activities that will start to go on in the parish of listening. And really what the listening is, is to see how we can make more vivid the beauties that we have in this church. How can we make it more vivid so the rest of the world can take advantage, can, can grow, can come like I did? So it's a thank you, but it's also an awakening for the process that was started some 60 years ago, and it's continuing. And it's really a beautiful thing when we think of what we're trying to do with the rest of the world. Yes, change is hard. Uh, and thinking outside of ourselves and what we love and the things that we have in this faith, but when we think about the benefits back to the larger church that is growing, that is expanding, and the first fruits that we see now in these first 60 years and what we hope we'll see going forward, it's worth it for us to continue that process that is bringing people back in to the church and understanding what we do. Let's stand and offer our petitions.